the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And you'll notice here that James does not say if you meet trials. He says when you meet trials. It's remarkable that so many Americans are under a false impression that when you become a Christian, trials should all of a sudden disappear. Don't you think most of the time that's just wishful thinking? I mean, life can be difficult, certainly, and we want it to be easier, and perhaps accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior is a way to do just that. But that's not the way we grow, is it? We'll hear more from Pastor Leighton Sheely of Church of the Highlands as we continue with another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us. And on this Friday, Pastor Leighton begins with a very familiar illustration. You know, Christianity is a struggle. And, and I think about the struggle in terms of the butterfly, the metamorphosis of a butterfly. You know, I'm reminded that a butterfly doesn't start like a butterfly. It starts like a caterpillar, which quite frankly is a bit ugly. And it just crawls along the ground and it makes progress that you can measure in inches per hour. And then it goes into a cocoon And it emerges as a beautiful butterfly that flies and flutters about. And there's there's little resemblance between the butterfly and the caterpillar from whence it came. And that metamorphosis requires struggle. Struggle is necessary for that metamorphosis to be successfully completed. I'm reminded of a story. I'll call him Little Johnny. He's probably been a lot of Little Johnnies in the history of the world. He was a little guy in class, and he was watching uh, in the science class this little caterpillar, and day after day he would check on the caterpillar, and the caterpillar soon went into a cocoon, and Johnny was excited about watching it, and he came in one day, and he saw that the butterfly now was trying to break out of the cocoon. And little Johnny watched that butterfly struggle, and Decided he was going to help the butterfly and put his little hands in there and did his best to help. And it was too late. Because when the teacher came, the teacher was reminded that the struggle of breaking out of that cocoon is what gave the butterfly the strength to fly. And because little Johnny had helped that butterfly, and that butterfly had not gone through the full struggle of breaking out the cocoon, that butterfly would never fly. Struggle is necessary for metamorphosis, the metamorphosis to be complete. That's true in the case of a caterpillar and a butterfly, and that's true in the case of us as well. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote. I consider that our present sufferings 
are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I think of that, and I think that God is transforming us. He's transforming us from caterpillars into butterflies. And I'm really glad when I look in the mirror every morning and see the caterpillar. And in obedience, we are participating in that metamorphosis, and that requires struggle. And so if you're deep in the midst of some struggle... Think of the butterfly. You might be suffering now, but whatever they are suffering is not even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. Don't give up. Don't give in. It will be worth it all. And there's another aspect to this as well, and that is we need to understand that this metamorphosis that God is doing in us is a lifelong process. It is a lifelong process. And in our lives, we're going to have many tests. And some of those tests, we're going to win. And some of those tests, we're going to lose. And the wonderful thing is, is if we fail a test, we get to take it again, which is actually not so wonderful. And sometimes again. And again, and again, and again, until we pass that test. And people who do not understand that this is a lifelong process have a tendency to render a final verdict on someone else when they fail a particular test. And we give up on each other far too quickly. Aren't you glad God doesn't give up on us far too quickly? The Apostle Paul wrote, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. If he has begun a good work in you, he will not give up on you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will continue working in you until his intention for you is complete. And what is his intention for you? To become like Christ. To become Christ-like. Or as James put it, that we might be steadfast, perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The testing of your faith. The word testing there is interesting because it is used to describe money that is um, genuine and pure. Remember the, back then the coins were made out of gold or silver or whatever it might be. And the aim of testing is to purge us of any impurity and prove the reality of our faith and salvation. And, and as such, we should be glad that we're being tested in such a fashion that our faith is being proved genuine. Because I'll tell you, folks, I would not like to show up at a store or a bank with money that is worthless and counterfeit. And I would not like to show up on Judgment Day with a faith 
that is worthless and counterfeit. A faith that I'm depending upon to save me. I want to know that it's genuine. I want to know that it's real. J. Vernon McGee wrote, God puts faith to the test to prove that it is genuine. Someone has expressed it like this. The acid of grief tests the coin of belief. The acid of grief tests the coin of belief. Testing produces steadfastness. That word steadfastness is translated patience in the King James Version, but the real meaning of the word is is much more active than passive. It means tenacity. It means stick-to-itiveness. It's it's translated steadfastness in the English Standard Version, endurance in the New American Standard Bible and the New Living Translation, perseverance in the New International Version, and the Amplified Version uses all three words just to make sure we don't miss the point. You know, the Apostle Paul speaks of the value of trials in, in Romans chapter 5, and the Living Bible paraphrase says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Then, when that happens, we're able to hold our heads high no matter what happens and know that all is well. For we know how dearly God loves us and we feel this warm love everywhere within us because God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and you can never gain patience by trying to be patient. Patience comes through suffering and testing. And let steadfastness have its full effect. The message paraphrase version says of this verse, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Don't use shortcuts. Don't try to skirt the tests. And, and the statement that perseverance must finish its work indicates a process and progress and development. That we're all in this process. Um, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, uh, you are a work in progress. Go ahead and do that. We're all a work in progress. In fact, one of the uh, men in the choir came up to me after the last service. He says, do you remember when we used to say, please be patient with me, God is not finished with me yet. Um, but we're all a work in, in, in progress. And for perseverance to accomplish its work, we must not give up. That you might be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so James provides us three descriptions of the results of this testing. And the first word that he uses is translated perfect in many translations. And because of that, there has been this concept uh, that some have taught fallaciously that, uh, that Christians can become sinless while we're living in this life. That is contradictory to Scripture. It's even contradictory to James. Because in chapter 3, verse 2, he says, in the context of verbal sins, we all make mistakes. None of us are are perfect. It contradicts Scripture. 
It contradicts what Paul describes in Romans chapter 7 when he talks about his own struggles with the sin that resides in his member. As long as we are in this world, in this body, breathing, we're not going to be sinless. And we're always going to need our Savior. You're listening to Pastor Leighton Sheely and a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. Pastor Sheely is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and he's in the second sermon in a series on the book of James, and we'll wrap this sermon up on Monday. I hope you can be back with us, and then we move into sermon number three. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for coming along on this Friday. If you're looking for a church home, let me commend Church of the Highlands to you, especially if you're in the San Bruno area. They have multiple services across the weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m., Sunday at 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 5 p.m. All the details are on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And this particular ministry can be found on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. You can join with us financially. Become a, a partner with us when you go to that website and give safely and securely. Again, studyversebyverse.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday when we'll once again open the Word of God and study in the book of James, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.